Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Want to teach your kids financial literacy but not sure where to start? Greenlight can help. With Greenlight, parents can keep an eye on kids' spending and saving, while kids and teens use a card of their own to build money confidence. As a parent, you can send instant money transfers, set up chores, automate allowance, and more. It's a convenient way to run your household, customized to your family's needs, and the easy way to raise financially smart kids. Get started with Greenlight today and get your first month free at greenlight.com slash ACAST. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. What is that incessant alert? Um, that's what I'm checking right now. You got 18 in a row, so what do you think it is? I'm excited. <laughs> it's actually, it's boring. What is it? It's the uh, Connecticut Freedom Fighters group chat. Oh, okay. So you got an audible alert? Yeah. I should mute it because it's a lot of messages. Oh, I'm sure. Some of them are good. I get good stuff from there sometimes. All right. I get no problem. I get no problem, Alice. Interesting show we had last night, right? It was fun. Well, it was wild fun. one later on. A lot of banged up people left the house today, uh, Alice. I must say, nobody by uh, nobody by name though. But uh, it was great to have pe- folks over. There we go. Yeah, right it was as we nice. do, you got to see your frenzies. Right, right as we do our slide right back into our good health. Of course, thanks to our friends at a certain group, which we'll be able to name in just days. Um. So. I don't really need to dwell on Karine Jean-Pierre, but it's not great. And the, the the White House strategy for this, they're hiding Biden's doctor now, and they don't. Nobody can is smart enough in the White House to come up with an excuse why that makes any sense. So now they're just it's, there's beginning to be a clamor, like there should be, because why can't the press talk to the White House doctor? Why can't they talk to the White House doctor? And we're not getting we're not getting a reason why. And it's it's just odd. Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN chief medical correspondent. The statistics are very much on this on his side because of his. Sorry, I'm just gonna. I'm gonna start this thread uh, uh, right. Right here. Um, okay. In an effort to try to really firmly establish the, the history of what has happened here in the last week, are you in a position to explain what the testing regimen was for the president prior to his COVID diagnosis? So this is um, Stephen Portnoy of CBS asking Ashish Jha, because right now the tag, they're doing all the press conferences tag team. Right. It's Ashish Jha who's acting as the president's physician for some reason, even though he's a COVID task force honcho. He shouldn't really be there. Right, it makes people, no sense. People aren't asking COVID questions. They're asking Biden questions. So, but since they're not, since they're taking this guy out, and Ashish Jha has decided to spend, and Corinne Jean-Pierre, to spend the last few days telling people that, yes, <clears throat> indeed they are hearing from the White House doctor because he keeps writing a note. A lot of these reporters have had enough. So now this guy, this uh, Stephen Portner, is asking Ja a specific medication Biden question, which is a smart thing to do. So if he wants to play the part of the president's doctor, who he's not, right? 
It, because they won't if give you're going to tell us it's fine that we can't talk to him because he sent the note, then maybe you'll be able to answer these questions for us. Absolutely. In an effort to try to really firmly establish the, the history of what has happened here in the last week, are you in a position to explain what the testing regimen was for the president prior to his COVID diagnosis? Uh, what I will say and what I know is, and again, Corinne, you may have more on this, is that the president, there was a regular cadence. As you might imagine, the president travels. The president has different days where he's interacting with different numbers of people. So all of that goes into the regular cadence. The president got tested on a regular basis, but there was not a single uh, uh, cadence that was... By the way, I love this. He asked him a doctor question. Mm-hmm. Ja, who's not the president's doctor who hasn't been treating him, who doesn't treat him, who has never treated him, says, well, he's been on a regular... Well, Kareen, unless you'd like to take part of this, wait a second. So Kareen's going to answer the president's doctor question? Right. Is that what's going to happen? Of it's, course, Kareen doesn't want to take it either. No, but if you saw any of this today, it was fantastic. <laughs> the times they both back away from the podium, and then they look at each other, and she <laughs> tells him, go, you go, go, go. It's true every week. It varied uh, based on a lot of other factors as well, based on what was happening with his travel schedule. So that's a non-answer to a question. But the um, important keeps up. Um, one of the questions that's been asked, and we'll have to raise it again, is why the president's personal physician is not here. Are you, are you familiar with a reason that the president decided not to send his physician here to answer our questions the way that his predecessors have decided to send his, their physicians here? KJP, I don't know if you want to start it. I'm happy to give my thoughts. Do so you want me to just why, give mine? Why don't you start and I'll, I'll come in. Yeah, so, um, look. You shouldn't need two of you. The question is, where's the president's doctor? The president is having a medical um, situation now. We need the doctor. Why can't we talk to the doctor? KGB, would you like to take the shall I start? Start what? What Start what? Unless it's supposed to be some snow offensive. What are you starting? Why can't we talk to the doctor? Uh, you've heard every day and from the president's physician through his detailed accounting of his assessment, his plan. That can't be the best you got. You can't say that. Is that he leaves a note every day. I mean, isn't it clear since day one when the note came out, they've been asking this. Well, yes. They haven't had a better answer this whole time. Like now they're on what, day five of this? Mm -hmm. And they're not, they still have no better answer than he wrote a note? Right. So listen to this today while I was doing my show. The doctor's note came out during my show. Mm-hmm. Here's the NBC coverage. President Biden's COVID symptoms almost completely resolved, doctor says. Oh, does he say? Biden has been taking Paxlovid and the antiviral. And the chance of severe illness from COVID-19 is uh, less. Da, 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 da. Pre- President Joe Biden's COVID-19 symptoms have almost completely resolved, according to a note from his doctor released Monday. This is so perfect. Although he still has some nasal congestion and hoarseness, his vital signs remain absolutely normal, wrote Dr. Kevin O'Connor. Funny, this age of modern media, he's writing, carefully writing, dear gathered media. <laughs> Listen to this, Alice. Here's the news, here's the news right up. Biden's been taking Paxlovid, an antiviral drug, yada, yada, and plans to continue isolating in the White House residence. Back to the note. You tell me, Alice, if this isn't symptomatic of a very sick administration. Quote, he continues to be very specifically conscientious to protect any of the executive residents. White House, Secret Service, and other staff whose duties require, albeit socially distanced, proximity to him, O'Connor wrote. Wait a second. Is that part of the doctor's job to notice that? Unless, of course, this is the composition of the White House communications staff and Ron Klain and all the other people. So now, not only do they not get to talk to the doctor, but the doctor's note is propaganda by the administration. Right. Which is effing incredible. It's so deeply incredible how multi-layered this thing is that it's a mess. So, no, you can't talk to the president's doctor face-to-face. Absolutely not. He's talking to, although you already are, every day. He talks to you all every day through his note, which is very thorough. 
By Are the, they allowed to write him notes back by chance? Right. No, no. <laughs> right. And so the note just mentions today that he continues to be very specifically conscientious to protect any of the executive residents, White House Secret Service, and other staff whose duties require... It's funny because the press is asking about how close he's been to different staff members, etc., wearing masks, not wearing masks, etc. And this doctor has just noted... Mm-hmm. By the way, I can't help notice this is a little How bit out of pairing he is. This is a little out of my lane, but he is really being responsible. <laughs> no. It's funny. Somebody told me a conspiracy theory, and I actually kind of like it. That maybe the um the video of Biden saying how like he's so healthy and definitely still working and you know thank goodness for the vaccines like all the stuff could have been recorded like months ago because they like would have figured at some point he might get COVID and they would want it ready to go to like show how hale and hearty he is mm. to so I thought that was like kind of an interesting idea too. I would give this administration a lot of credit if they had done that. <laughs> Um, I have been speaking to the to both his personal physician. I speak to him every single day at length with with the president um, on an ongoing basis. Again, why? And- why does Ashish Jha speak to the president's physician every day? I don't know because Ashish Josh is in charge Isn't of the he's- COVID thing, the national COVID response. Right. He Doesn't he have not- other stuff to do? He's not part of Biden's health team. Right. He's not. And as evidenced by the fact that he hasn't seen Biden. Or the press team, by the way. Well, yes. That's another thing. <laughs> like, what is he even doing here? I don't understand. Just find somebody COVID-related, please. So they have made like, the why decision. is he there? I don't get it. They have made the t- determination that there's no effing way that room of reporters can be asking that doctor any questions about Biden. They have made this decision. Or Biden himself over a press conference. Well, they've made this decision. Biden himself, I think, is a different... Biden himself can happily and willfully lie. His doctor may have issues if he, you know, wraps himself in too many... So so they're saying there's no effing way that we can do this. But what we'll do instead is send another doctor, me, down to be the surrogate for the other doctor who should be here. Even though I can't answer any questions, really. But I'll invoke the name of even other doctors, like Fauci. Just so you know, Fauci's been in touch with the president, too. Which, but, like, why? None I don't of know. these people are, like, doctors right. who are in charge of it. I don't get it. We don't need it. just random doctors out of head. <laughs> we need the one that's checking the president. That is a very telling thing, that they are so freaking scared. Can't have anything. Well, and the fact that they keep sending him out with Corinne Jean-Pierre as though, like... I, I mean, I don't understand why she can't handle these questions herself. Like, she knows just as much about it as Ashish Jha does. Well, it, because you're Although right. she doesn't, but You're right, she but should. she's taking a beating. And so he's taking the hit for How long her. do you think she lasts, by the way? Well, they can't, they can't whack keep... her too quick. She's a historic first. She stays for the dirty. But how can they keep doing this? I mean, this isn't good... For historic first, well, it's for a, her to be out there looking you're right, this bad because all the time. You got Ashish Jha. You're right, doing her job. Right, speaking on behalf of the administration, you know, and not just COVID stuff. What's going on in the building? Well, that's yeah, going on in the building. Not about like it would make sense if he were out there about like whether or not mask mandates should come back. They shouldn't, but whatever. Or about like if BA five is spreading, or about you know the availability of Paxlovid across the country, or if there's like a new booster coming out. Like that's the type of stuff that he's there to answer questions on, right? Like what is he doing here talking about the president's health? And really, it's just because Corinne Jean Pierre is not capable enough to handle this situation on her own precisely the the bottom line especially if they're not going to give especially now if they're not going to put a doctor to put the president's actual doctor out Mm -hmm. i mean is the president has had thankfully because he is double vaccinated double boosted he's had a relatively mild uh upper respiratory infection and in we have questions about relatively sir can we ask the doctor about relatively? No. In that context, we have provided, I think, an extraordinary amount of uh, transparency about his care. Yes, we've been completely transparent, except you can't talk to the person who you want to talk to at all. When Trump had COVID, they had like seven doctors out there. Of course. 
who were working with him, not like yes. not like random doctors off the street. When he got tested. Uh, you know, we talked about Ashish Jha when he was on the plane and he had the the temper tantrum last year. That was mm-hmm. him, right? Yep. Um, a guy who is so willing to throw his reputation away, to lie on behalf mm-hmm. of the administration, so willing to do this, that tells you about the mindset of somebody like this. He well, is throwing it all away. The, the only thing you're supposed to have for these public health people are is trust. And they're complete prostitutes. Well, and, I mean, he was lame about being on the plane and his stupid threats and complaining about stuff. But he was consistently, I felt, one of the more... um, the more reasonable public health insane people, right? Like I remember in at Halloween of last year, he was saying like, it's fine to go trick or treating and a bunch of libs were mad at him saying like, how dare you? There's going to be kids breathing COVID, a bunch of unvaccinated children breathing COVID towards my front door. You can't tell them it's safe to go trick or treating. Like, and, and he like stuck up for that. But yeah, so I had thought of him, yeah, as like a crazy COVID person, but one of the not that bad ones who Mm -hmm. was sort of like semi reasonable. And he's just completely, a few things that bothered me. One was taking seriously and defending that completely debunked study that said that uh, covid was the leading cause of death for kids which it absolutely was not and mm-hmm. the and then this situation too like those two things to me have just completely undermined his reputation and i think that the problem is, is that he likes the taste of being in the west wing oh yeah and so he wants to he wants to trade he wants to be a star Tested positive, how he's done each day, the evolving nature of his symptoms. This is runny nose a little worse, a little bit better. Like we've been very, very open and transparent with all of that data. And what I'm able to do is obviously provide that broader context of how to think about the president's condition in, in the context of uh, the broader COVID response that we have. Yeah, but you're able to provide that, but nobody's asking about that. <laughs> They're asking about the other stuff. How does this the broader big picture of COVID? Right. They're asking for somebody who's been around the president. Now, if it's problematic that they talk, that the press get to talk to the actual physician around the president because it's not going to gel with what he's saying, well, then that's an issue. Right. But it just, it's, it's inconceivable. There's, it's crazy that this White House is this bad at this, but you know, if Biden does just have mild illness, then the fact that they're not sending the doctor out is just malpractice. Like, what possible reason could there be that the doctor can't take an hour of his day and go talk to the media? Like, well, if it's that easy, if the illness is mild, mm-hmm. if they're the most transparent administration in the history of planet Earth, then, like, what could possibly go wrong with just sending the doctor out there to the media who's essentially friendly? Mm-hmm. Well, and they could also have Kareen there just in case somebody starts to, uh, you know, drift into the world of has the president lost his mind kind of stuff. She could jump in and say, hey, we're going to keep focused, et cetera. But the, the idea that they're so afraid to have him even in the same room, they can't tell you that either he, he doesn't want to go into the room because he doesn't want to have to lie to these people um, or they just have... They know that, oh, he only has explosive stuff to say. Well, yeah, but I mean, doesn't the, you would think, I assume that the president has not just one doctor, but like a care team of whom the main doctor is just one person. Like if he Mm -hmm. absolutely can't go out and talk, if, if all they have to say is to be honest about how the president's doing, then like why, there must be somebody who's involved in the president's actual care who can do this. Like, why is it? Up to Kareen and Dr. Ja to, like, answer to the press on this. I'm just left with the impression that nobody's home in the White House, frankly. Uh, but the president's physician, I think, has been very, uh, his, his words have been very clear. And then you've heard from him through his letters every single day. <laughs> it's freaking incredible. His letters. We need you to write another letter. Forgive me. You know, there's a history here in this room of, of the president's physician standing here to, to take questions, yeah. and in part it's because some of your colleagues in the medical profession do have questions, and they've asked us to ask those questions yeah. about why he, the, the president's doctor ordered him to stop taking Questor and Eloquence. Uh, you have done your best to communicate the, the, the answer that the president's physician has given, but are you familiar with the reason why the president decided not to send his doctor out to answer those questions specifically? 
Yeah, what I will say is, again, if you take a look, uh, step back and, and ask the question, you know, what, what's the medical condition that the president has? Yes, he has That's COVID. That's not what he asked, is, though. Right. He didn't ask what's the medical condition of the president. He asked, why isn't the president's doctor out here? That's, But, you know, they just... You know what question you should be asking is, how mm-hmm. is the president? And he's great. Thank you Very for asking. Dangerous for people who are not vaccinated, not boosted, not taking therapeutics. Um, but the, that is not the president. The president's immunity is up to date. Uh, he's getting treated in that context. He's had a, thankfully, and again, continue monitoring the president and, and hope that it all continues the way it has gone so far. But he's had, thankfully, a, a, a relatively mild respiratory illness in that context. Um, you know, I think that uh, you've been hearing from the president's physician. You're hearing from me. Um, that is a lot of information and certainly plenty of. In- no, no, no. They're hearing from you. They're not yeah. hearing from the president's physician. They're seeing a note he wrote. Right. Very flowery <laughs> note about how he's so, uh, you know, considerate of the staff. Information to understand both the president's condition and the decisions that are being made. I don't know if you want to add anything yeah. further. I mean, look. Just a couple of things, as you, Steve. Uh, and this is why she sucks so bad, because she says just a couple of things. So she's going to just reel off a couple of things on the top of her head. Trapper keeper. <laughs> mentioned some of our, from some of our medical colleagues, just want to say a couple of things about uh, some notable healthcare professionals uh, who have validated our treatment approach, uh, who have been on networks uh, here in this room, and also who have been in newspapers of some folks here. For example, Dr. Lena Wen uh, from George George Washington University in, Wash- in, in, in the Washington Post, she said, the president's medical team has done all the right things, followed his... They're reading testimonials mm-hmm. from other doctors around the country. Right about how good the care is yeah and they, like not even like doctors that work with people but like influencer doctors who go right. on cnn to talk about the pandemic right if, if there if this isn't a campaign to say stop asking questions about him stop asking about the doctor Di- following his diagnosis the fact that he contracted the, the coronavirus doesn't mean that the vaccines don't work rather succeeded because they are keeping him out of the hospital the united states has had but are they keeping him out of the hospital? He's got his his doctors. For him, the White House is his hospital. His doctors are in there with him. So right. much success with vaccines and treatments that even when the president gets the virus, it's business as usual. They're really trying to push the business as usual thing. But but I mean, it just that's how this presidency is. This is the influencer communications presidency, mm-hmm. right? They seriously think that they can get out of anything if they just message strongly enough, if they just get influential people that people look up to. I'm surprised they don't have Eric Fagelding in there, too, the nutritionist guy, uh, you know, to explain how well the president's doing. And Fauci. I mean, they have Dr. Ja there. They have all the famous people. Mm-hmm. We have Leanna Wen has weighed in. To say how healthy the Dr. president Sanjay is. Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN chief medical correspondent. The statistics... He's a TV star. Yeah, why not Dr. Oz? Can you get Dr. Oz to weigh in on how President Biden's doing by any chance? Like, I mean, it's just insanity. Dr. Phil, maybe Oprah can tell us how the president's doing. But that's literally how they think. When they're struggling to contain COVID, what do they do? They call up whoever... Olivia Rodrigo and some TikTok stars and tell them to tell 18 year olds to get vaccinated, even though that has nothing to do with the people who are actually dying of COVID. What do they do when the president has COVID? They call in a bunch of CNN people, talking heads to come tell us how well the president's doing, not the guy who's in the room working with him. It's insane. We advertise the vaccine on Deadliest Catch and NASCAR. <laughs> they like really think that if they can get the right people to say the words, that like everyone will believe them. It's so astonishing to me. And look at the way they're messaging the economy stuff too, right? Like Corinne Jean-Pierre out we'll here We'll get saying, to that too. But- we will. But so, and one thing I wanted to talk about yesterday mm-hmm. that we didn't get to is like the messaging over the last like week or so about gas prices. Now that the price of gas has gone down this little bit, the White House is taking a victory lap mm-hmm. right now on gas prices, which is astonishing to me, first of all, that they want to take credit for the gas being, I just looked up the national average is like 430 something. Like you want to, 
take credit for the 439 gas prices like be my guest that's not great nobody likes four dollar a gallon gas but also you just spent the last year telling us that there's no way you can control gas prices there's nothing you can do it's completely out of your hands it's putin's price hike so i don't know why you're taking credit now because you're telling us that you have no influence over the gas prices at all but like listen to these posts they made on facebook the other day right about the gas prices Mm mm-hmm This is July 23. With gas prices falling across the country for 39 straight days, President Joe Biden is focused on cutting costs for families and transitioning from a historic economic recovery to steady and stable growth that finally works for working people. And then uh, yesterday, just a day later... After five straight weeks of declining prices at the pump, the current drop in gas prices remains one of the fastest declines in over a decade. The Biden-Harris administration's plan to lower costs for families is getting Americans some much-needed relief. (laughs) And then today, too, he tweets, today, um, a little infographic, which, (laughs) this more than anything, what happened? I can't hear anything. Okay, I'm just trying to adjust mine okay well i can't hear if i'm on now anymore okay you can't hear now how about this okay and i'm don't hear me but that's okay okay how about i thought my mic was off okay um can you hear you now i can hear me now okay hold on okay you can keep talking i'm just well i'm just wondering what's going on over there but so then today the president tweets for american families looking for a little more breathing room these savings matter and it's a little infographic that says at current prices the average driver driver will spend $35 less per month for one peson which i assume is meant to be person but they can't spell check their infographics or so it's $35 less a month for one person do you want to guess how many dollars less it is for two people if you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Want to teach your kids financial literacy, but not sure where to start? Greenlight can help. With Greenlight, parents can keep an eye on kids' spending and saving, while kids and teens use a card of their own to build money confidence. As a parent, you can send instant money transfers, set up chores, automate allowance, and more. It's a convenient way to run your household, customized to your family's needs, and the easy way to raise financially smart kids. Get started with Greenlight today and get your first month free at greenlight.com slash ACAST. Is it around 70? It's $70 less wow, per month for two, for two people. that is for two peasants. <laughs> wow. That's great. Wow, that much more than if they would if gas prices stayed at their peak. How about wow. if they stayed There's where they were during the Trump administration? A lot of peasants <laughs> saving a lot of money. Are very much on this, on his side because of his vaccines and the pla- Plaxovid medication. It's a different time. Uh She's still trying to act like she's reading this off the top of her head mm-hmm. right here. While she's and she's <laughs> acting it out, she'll like look. She's down at the trapper keeper. Then she's saying, "And it's a different time." Then right back down to it. When President Trump got COVID, there was no vaccine at that point. So, so it's a different time is the theme of why we can't talk to the doctor. This is an example of how effective the vaccines are. Uh, just if you compare those two situations, and the reason why I read those two is because we have seen from his doctor that he's had very mild symptoms. Uh, that right now he's almost completely resolved, and he has been able to do the work. You can't say we have seen from his doctor because we haven't seen from his doctor. Transparency is you letting us see his doctor. <laughs> I know. But things are going so well, you just can't talk to the doctor. That's Sanjay how well- Gupta is very <laughs> impressed with our operation here. <laughs> totally unsolicited. Uh, of the American people. And so we, if you go back to on Thursday, uh, when we learned he was positive, we put out a statement. I put out a statement, then we had a letter from from the doctor, and then we kept our commitment on making sure you heard from the doctor himself. Look, 
uh, we are in a different place. Uh, this is not 21, 22 months ago. This is not even a year and a half ago. We're in a ago. place where you absolutely cannot talk to his doctor. That's the place we're in. Yeah, but I mean, like the media was trying to point out to her, it's not just when Trump got COVID that people right. were allowed to talk to doctors. It's anytime there's any health issue with a the president, they let the media talk to the doctor. Of course. And every time that happens, they send the doctor out and he tells you that the person's going to be okay and how well the person's doing. But this this president is doing so well, yes. is so healthy that the doctor's not available. Uh, and so this is, we've been here almost every day since, not every day since, every workday since, um, for about an hour, fielding your questions, taking your questions. Your colleagues were able, one of your colleagues right there, was able to ask the president a question and he answered it directly. That event that he did lasted about an hour. Uh, so you've had eyes on him, you've asked questions, uh, you've heard from uh, from us, and uh, and we're going to continue uh, to to give that information as well. So they did talk to the president over like a Zoom call? Thing? Somebody asked a question. Okay. It was uh, an event. The president was out. Um, Zoom event. Remotely. Yeah, yeah, for chips or whatever. Oh, right. But the, the fact that they've spent, because she's got the Trapper Keeper with all those testimonials from all the famous doctors around the country, the trapper keeper saying it's a different time now, you know, et cetera, this long, lengthy, et cetera. The, the fact that they put this much energy, which must have taken hours, <laughs> to to come up with a huge comprehensive reason why it's perfectly normal that you don't get to speak to his doctor no matter what, instead of putting that much energy in prepping the doctor right, and putting this fire out. It would be so much easier just to um, do that. Unless they know. So they're either incompetent or they're aware of that there's a problem that there's a problem but they're convinced that if they say the right words the problem goes away just like they're convinced that if they tell you you're feeling so much relief from gas prices that uh that people will stop being upset about the gas prices look at all the relief you're feeling things are going yes. really well at yes. the pump gas is much cheaper now President Biden did that for you. You love that. You've saved $35. And if there's two of you, you saved $70. Wow, that's amazing. You must feel great you saved so much money. Just like last year, they told you you saved 16 cents on your 4th of July cookout. Pay no attention to the rising prices at the grocery store. There's no inflation. It's going to be transitory. You're saving 16 whole cents. Look at that. Lucky you. What recession? There's not a recession. A recession? No, it's not that silly old definition with the two consecutive quarters. What's that dry, right. boring, technical definition? Before, we're we're going to get to that, too. But before we quite get to that, this is um, Portnoy takes one last jab, really. There's one, one last thing, and that's it for me. Did, did you foresee a circumstance, Corrine, where the person who treats the commander-in-chief of the armed forces will never... Or, or will ever come to this podium? No, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that we're in a different place with COVID, right? We are able to do the business. He's able to do the business of the American people, and not just him. Uh, other Americans as well, because there are vaccines that are free, because there are boosters that are free, because there's Paxlovid, uh, which is an antiviral medication that has helped him uh, really take to the treatment well, uh, really uh, recover. This is insanely detached from reality and i know that she has nothing else to say but okay i won't answer his question about when we'll ever be able to see the, the doctor but i'll just talk about all the great work we've done this is no good that guy is going back to his cbs uh newsroom and they're going to say, all right, what did you ask him and what were the takeaways? Well, now we know what it is. See a circumstance, Corrine, where the person who treats the commander-in-chief of the armed forces will never or, or will ever come to this podium? No, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that we're in a different place with COVID, right? We are no, Steve, he'll be here next week, maybe. We think that that'll be a time when it might be better for him to come around. A couple days we'll have him. No, there's no... She's essentially saying yes. He, not... I didn't say never. I just can't imagine the circumstance that where you would ever need to talk to him. Right. Because he can always send you a little letter. Are able to do the business. He's able to do the business of the American people, and not just him. Uh, other Americans as well, because there are vaccines that are free, because there are boosters that are free, because there's Paxlovid, uh, which is an antiviral medication that has helped him. Are the vaccines is this a Pfizer ad? Are the vaccines way? free? Korean, was that the question? <laughs> the booster's free. 
them uh, really take to the treatment well, uh, really uh, recover very well. You saw him again for your very own eyes. You saw him give a speech uh, at Noble that we just played for all of you, which is why we were a little bit, a little bit behind in, in starting this, and also uh, during his CHIPS event. Uh, and so that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that we are just in a different time with COVID. Ooh. Is there any? You would think that everything he... being going so well would give the doctor more time to come talk to the press, right? Is he... You? is he dead? <laughs> I don't know. It's so crazy to me, though, this whole thing. Like, everything's going so well. And vaccines are free. We have Paxlovid. Everything is great. But can we just talk to the president's doctor? I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, I mean, think what the president has done for you. Isn't it great? Like, what planet are we on? And is she hearing the same questions that we're hearing? Or is she hearing something else? Uh, yeah. And even like, can we talk to the president's doctor? You saw the president with your own eyes. You saw him. You asked him a question mm -hmm. and he answered. Like, why are you being so adamant about yeah. that? Like, nothing raises my suspicions more yes. about if the president is actually fine when they're like, you saw him. He looked perfectly healthy. He was able to answer the question, and he was holding up a newspaper with today's date, in case you had any doubts. Like Maybe you didn't watch Sanjay Gupta today. <laughs> Next week's a very big week for the economy, so I read the CEA blog. Is the White House trying to change the common definition of a recession because next Thursday the GDP numbers coming out are going to show that we've been in a recession? So let me say this, you know, the strength of our labor market along with the other economic uh, factors is what, what we generally see in a recession or even a pre-, a pre what, is not what we generally see in a recession or even a pre-recession because we're seeing the strength of the economy and the labor market. So that's really important uh, to note there, there because those are... God, stop coaching the press on to what to concentrate on for copy. So it's really important to lead with that, I would say. Lead with that. Ugh. Yeah, unemployment's really low. Yeah, we know unemployment's really low. We've seen the help wanted signs at every restaurant. We've seen the places closing because they can't get staff. We know that unemployment's low. That's part of what's driving the economy into a bad place right now and part of what's driving inflation and the whole thing. And, you know, people have been hurting financially now with the inflation and the tightness of the labor market for quite a while. And the White House has leaned on saying you know, ah, but it's just because the economy is growing really fast and things are going so well. So you can't then turn around when the economy stops growing and say, oh, but that's fine because everything else is going so well. You know, it, it's they, they've been leaning on the fact that the GDP was still growing as what made it OK that there was so much inflation and the job market was such a mess and all this stuff. Right. And now that's gone, too. So even like the holistic picture of what a recession really is. Well, if a recession is when I, you know, I'm having trouble affording my groceries, then it's already here. And I think a lot of people can tell that the economy is not in a good place mm -hmm. right now just by their own bills and how things are going. Like everybody can feel it. And so th they've been sitting around saying we're not technically in a recession. Well, now we're technically going to be in a recession pretty soon here. And they're going to sit here and say, no, it's actually not. Things are actually going too well. And what is exactly the White House's definition of a recession? Again, we don't, we don't, def I'm not going to define it from here. I'm just going to leave it to the NBER as, as we have stated of how they define uh, okay, recession. So declare it one until they have declared it one. I'm just saying? saying that we're just not going to define it. We use the indicators that the NBER, uh, uh, the Nas National Bureau of Economic Research have, have used. We've mentioned that a few times. And But it's just the, the, my my big takeaway is um, college is poison. That's my takeaway from this. All of these people are so effing credentialed. They have such good self esteems. They are so convinced, confident in their intelligence mm -hmm. because of the the framed paper they have in their office. She's a dumbass, like any other dumbass out there. I'm sorry, she is. And She's so really is not that bright a person. It's actually pretty impressive. Yeah, and and uh, and Ashish Jha as well. He ain't great either. He's not a really impressive dude. These people suck, 
at this. And the president is a dummy and has been forever, forever. He's also somebody that's always told you how smart he is. Just like this administration mm-hmm. tells you how transparent they are. Even though you can't see the do- the doctor of the president who has the plague right now. Can't see him. But <sighs> I had not even heard of the Choco Taco. You haven't heard of a Choco Taco? No. no oh, staple of ice cream trucks when I was a kid. Staple Ugh. of ice cream trucks. Ugh. You know where I saw Choco Taco recently? They had um, at a hotel I was at recently, which was kind of a seedy joint. They had a, a vending machine that sold ice cream. Wait, you were at a hotel, at a seedy hotel without me? It was for the Republican convention. Uh-huh. And um, there was uh, a vending machine that sold uh, ice cream treats and one of them was the choco taco and i was like look there it still is the choco taco being discontinued can you imagine can't believe that can't believe that um so okay no no go ahead what else you got oh i was gonna uh talk about another woke institution starting to have an uprising which is i'm sure you've heard of the trevor project no i don't know it so a lot of people that I know, like when they're uh, talking about how proud they are of their uh, non-binary kid for being so brave and coming out, uh, will ask for like donations to the Tre- Trevor Project, which is it's like a suicide prevention mm-hmm. uh, group for LGBTQ whatever mm-hmm. plus people. So they got a new CEO in 2017 whose background was at McKinsey and uh, one of the things McKinsey did was work with Purdue Pharma and mm-hmm. advise them during their whole uh, crisis of uh, the fact that they were pushing opioids on people mm-hmm. uh, when they knew they, they were addictive and a problem for years and years. And McKinsey was advising them on how to uh, position themselves to look better and push more opioid sales. Sure. Um, and uh, the CEO, Amit Paley, I guess, uh, he was one of the key people on the Purdue account who was helping them craft their messaging for pushing opioids. And now the little woke people at the Trevor Project are all upset and feel he should resign because it's come out in all these, um, you know, documents that have been released as a part of this like Purdue settlement Mm -hmm. that he was a big part of pushing the opioid crisis. So the Huffington Post released all these documents in a big article and Teen Vogue just did a big article. They've been interviewing a bunch of people who work at the Trevor Project who feel that he should resign from the position because he's so problematic now. So what's your take? So I think this is interesting because... You know, I didn't check to be sure, but I'm sure McKinsey had a rainbow logo during Pride sure. Month and every other thing. And I'm sure that this guy who's a McKinsey guy and a, I mean, a TED Talk kind of person mm-hmm. who's like a CEO guy that he, um, you know, thinks that he cares a lot about LGBT people and whatever. Mm-hmm. And and that the it's interesting to me how... None of that, like, protects you. These woke employees are still going to come after you and try and oust you. And, I mean, like, I don't have a lot of love lost for people who tried to push opioids during the Purdue Pharma mm. stuff. That said, if you're hiring McKinsey, you're hiring sharks to craft right. your imaging. But it's like Pete Buttigieg, too. Like, what do you think McKinsey's doing? Like, do you think there's some, like... I mean, they're essentially a competitor with Bain Capital. <laughs> like, they're, you know, they're, they're like another big finance bro sharky organization, mm-hmm. right? Like, that's what they do. Speaking of sharks, shark off Plum Island today. I saw that. Um, but anyway, so, um, you know, they're... They're pushing all this stuff saying that it's not a big deal and he just had a minor role dealing with it and he was very junior and it's not a big deal. But he was helping them push opioids all the way up to 2016, which is like people knew that opioids were bad in 2016. Yeah, but people still take opioids from well, doctors. Well, yeah, but... It's somebody who we both know just had a procedure done and was given fentanyl in the hospital. Right. So, but he specifically, it was the summer of 2016, and Amit Paley, a rising associate partner, this is from the HuffPost article, at global consulting firm McKinsey, 
uh, saw an opportunity. He had worked closely with Purdue before and seemed eager to do so again. So he scrambled to come up with a list of examples of how companies selling dangerous products had reduced risk to avoid liability and salvage their reputations. Um, he, you know, went into all this stuff. He said they were grappling with the fallout of the opioid crisis. And now they're upset because they say that uh, opioid addiction increases LGBT risk of suicide by three times. So they feel that he's not the right person to lead their anti-LGBT uh, suicide organization. Um, so there, and he's saying he had no idea. He put out a statement saying, "Had I known in 2016 what we know now about opioids, mm-hmm. like, do we know something different about opioids now than we did in 2016?" Well, the oxycontin stuff happened around 2000, right? Right. I mean, yeah. like that's when I remember. It was when I was in high school, like yeah. in 2001, 2002, was when I first started hearing about oxycontin. So yeah. So one of the things is that you know he was telling them we have to save oxycontin as a drug we have to that's like that was part of his strategy that he told them but one employee said the mood inside the trevor project is grim some people feel that by advising a manufacturer of addictive drugs that contributed to overdose and suicide paley has blood on his hands adding how does he sleep at night the trevor project's mission is Found in suicide prevention and crisis intervention for LGBTQ young people. But to some employees, Paley's former work for McKinsey seemed entirely antithetical to that mission. Uh, In response to a colleague who asked if Purdue was trying to improve the impressions of opioids or address risk, Paley replied both. The first thing you learn in suicide prevention is removing the means. And he was out there pushing the means, one Trevor Project staffer told Teen Vogue. Uh, he worked to put more of these dangerous medications in parents' medicine cabinets for teens and children to have access to. So, anyway, I just think it's funny. So, they all want him to resign, all the people that work there. So, and I assume there's going to be all kinds of finger pointing and um, stuff now. But, yeah, like, who do they, first of all, who do they think runs big companies and big organizations? It's right. people like that. Well, of course. Um, and it's people who are effective at running organizations. That's who you get. And right. a lot of them prove themselves, uh, you know, street fighting for accounts when they were juniors and and were killers and sharks and did a good job. And I'm sure that he, he, he probably repped the opioid people and he probably repped, uh, you know, recovery uh, companies too. You know, mm-hmm. it, it, he's, he was Don Draper, essentially. Right. I mean, but so there's that side of it. Like, who do these little activists think that CEOs and stuff are? And then on the other side, who do these CEOs think they're hiring in these companies? You know, these are not people who are going to go with the flow in the organization and just let you do the work. So now they're trying a bunch of them are considering doing some kind of like work action. Like to. Like to I'm all for strike it. I'm all for it. But then some of them are worried that maybe that will hurt their mission of stopping LGBTQ suicides if they strike against going <sighs> to work goodness. at the suicide place. So they're um they're not sure like what to do, but uh you know, that it's just like this problem that we see writ large in all these progressive organizations is that the activists come to work there and they cause problems in the organization they don't want to they don't want to run an efficient organization that tear does it down stuff. tear down the trevor project tear down mckinsey i'm all for it i'm for it i'm now in uh, i'm a chaos uh, agent they deserve each other alice we'll take uh, just two quick we've got a smattering of them but we'll take just a couple it's a wall brewing it's between shattuck and merrimack a line has been drawn merrimack you must Pick a side for the fate of this noble country. Correct. You will pick uh, the Shattuck side on this side of the river, not that miscreant uh, up there. Hi, Steve from Alton, New Hampshire. I'm actually (laughs) up at my northern command center this weekend. Uh, I like Alton, New Hampshire. About the new old oak. I haven't even finished listening to the podcast, but I heard Mm -hmm. your pre-story about the new old oak i said weeks ago proceed at your own risk Mm -hmm. (laughs) i've owned a home in merrimack mass for 16 years and i've been there once okay (laughs) don't say you weren't warned 
He didn't believe you, like usual, Steve. I'm sorry. I didn't. Well, Don't pull uh, on the camera, please. Well, but also, here's... Well, I figured it was just a dive bar, and Steve comes from money. He's one of these people with, who wears the mm. Nantucket pants. Yeah, Tom Nantucket has low pants. standards. Steve has a whale belt, you know, one of those in moccasins and... You know, hangs out on a sloop. I've my moles tell me he's been on. Actually, if he's in Alton, New Hampshire, that's on Winnipesaukee. That's very nice. Of course, yes, obviously, obviously, because that's exactly one, um, one battery charge for his top of the line Tesla. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I didn't. Think we just it was three of us, and it gave us a dispirited feeling from the outside when we were right next to it, and the guy was using the outdoor bank machine, um, who already seemed to be working on his own issues and there was only two cars in the parking lot and we said you know what no but we made we went over to fair amesbury and things were uh, picked up from there i must say oh that you said you were gonna take two chat chat calls there was two. Oh, it was i forgot one sorry <laughs> they both related to merrimack so i run out of, run out of time <laughs> Alice. Them into one okay. leave a chat chat message burnbarrelpodcast.com you can also find all the places to listen there. Find us on Twitter at Burn Barrel Pod, Facebook.com slash Burn Barrel Podcast, and Burn Barrel Podcast at gmail.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. If you're updating your closet for summer, you need dependable clothes that you can wear anywhere, whatever you're doing. And for that, you can look to American Giant. American Giant makes clothing of exceptional quality for people who want something more than the status quo offers. Whether you need to re-up on reliable everyday t-shirts, pick up a solid pair of shorts, or invest in a pair of durable jeans, American Giant is a better choice. They make everything right here in the USA, from start to finish. So when you buy from American Giant, you become part of creating jobs and improving local communities in towns and cities all across the country. And keeping things local ensures the kind of quality you'll feel and appreciate for years to come. Shop your new summertime closet staples at American-Giant.com and get 20% off your order when you use code WA23 at checkout. That's 20% off at American-Giant.com with promo code WA23. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.